Some Patriots news, I would say significant Patriots news. Sources say Elliot Wolf will be in charge of the team's personnel department with final say on the 53-man roster with Matt Groh, with Pat Stewart, and now Alonzo Highsmith helping him help shape the offseason, help go through free agency, and of course, help pick the team's next quarterback. Maybe not a surprise, kind of seemed in this direction based on the hires they were making and how many Green Bay ties that they had, but now it is expected to be official. Elliot Wolf in charge, and of course, for years and years, it was a coach-led personnel department. This, of course, is a change. That's Ian Rappaport on the Patriots and their front office. I don't find it surprising, but it is now sounding like it's a done deal that Elliot Wolf will be running football operations for the New England Patriots. It's Jones and Mego with Arkan here on WEEI. We're asking you at Jones and Mego and on the phone, 617-779-7937, who you're actually rooting for in Super Bowl 58. A lot of you I know are pulling for the Niners just because, well, it'll impact your identity, self-worth over the last 20 years uh, with the Patriots piling up all these Super Bowls, Brady's greatness, Belichick's greatness, etc., uh, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, as is Mego, for an entirely different reason, though I enjoy the Brady-Mahomes stuff. Reed, Belichick, Patriots, Chiefs, all of that. Uh, so you can weigh in there on the phones. On this Elliot Wolf business, what Rap Sheet said is it appears Wolf will be in charge of the personnel department with control of the 53-man roster, working closely with Mayo. Uh, Matt Groh will mostly handle college scouting, with Pat Stewart heavily involved in all aspects. For years, Belichick ran personnel with final say. Uh, as he just said in the clip there, this is a change. Uh, Alonzo Highsmith is coming on. Remember Alonzo Highsmith from those Miami teams, Arkin? Mm-hmm. I guess he was the G- his title was the GM I was not at aware Miami. that GMs, that there were GMs in college football. Me either. I, that, that was his title at Miami. Uh, he's when it's in, Miami, you don't really hide no, it. No, that's a good point. Uh, and who knows, in the NIL days, maybe you don't need to anymore. <laughs> but, you know, he's been in personnel departments in... Uh, let me know if you've heard this before. Green Bay and Cleveland. Oh. Although he also was in Seattle before going to the University of Miami. Uh, so he'll be in the mix there as this well. This is like the great Midwestern migration. They're all coming east. So, again, I'm not surprised by any of it. I just, I wish they would just make it official, right? Like, and maybe this is their way of doing it. Are they going to name him GM? And do you really believe he's in control? Or do you think he has the highest title but really ownership is going to have more input which is how i feel about it and even still how do you feel about them building packers and browns east from the midwest like we went through the drafting history while elliot wolf was in green bay before and add alonzo highsmith to it he was in those same stops it was a defensive player almost every year some offensive lineman uh wolf was there while they drafted aaron Rodgers, and he was there while they drafted baker mayfield in cleveland but it's pretty much defense first and not really the approach I'm looking for. And, you know, one championship with Aaron Rodgers, which if you really want to debate that, is that enough? That's what they're trying to build now without Bill Belichick? I kind of like the way Greg Hill asked the question earlier today, Mego. I saw this on Twitter. Uh, would you want to redo with moving on from Bill Belichick? And I- I'm still moving on from Bill. I'm not second-guessing that part. But, hell, yeah, I want to redo with Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh running personnel with Packers and Browns and then this coaching staff. Hell, yeah, I want to redo with it. I don't like any of it. I've heard this perspective, and I think it's I think it's really smart to keep in mind that 
the Patriots are doing all of this basically a year ahead of schedule. They thought that they were going to have Belichick in this role for another year. But at the same time, if we believe Tommy Kern's reporting, and I do, that they had basically made the decision <laughs> during the Indianapolis game, then they couldn't start getting any other ideas going. Like they couldn't start outreach to anyone else, any other coaching trees, anybody with other GM experience at other franchises. No. Because right now it really does look like, hey, who's the most connected? Elliot's been the most places outside of New England. He has the most friends in other places. So we can bring them in for outside perspective. I know that you like that it's not a Patriots perspective and you feel like that's a step up from what we saw with Friends of Bill. But Friends of Elliot doesn't really show to have anything that has so much more success than the Friends of Bill no, so it's far. it's completely fair. And so, like, it, it, just feels, it just feels uninspired. Uh, you go out and you interview a couple McVeigh guys or a couple Shanahan guys and one guy from Detroit, and I understand none of them seem to really want to come here, and that's... Not, there's not much you can do besides throw a whole bag of money at them. Maybe that's what you should have done. But either way, I, I look at it and I go, you were planning this for a little while. You're a year behind schedule. But maybe instead of just sitting there and not talking to Bill and, you know, dreading or putting together a press conference so that things would look as good as they look, that you sh- there should have been some different kind of outreach. Yeah, so, I mean, Wolf and Grow were already under contract, as was Mayo. Mayo's not going to be as expensive as Bill, though they're still paying Bill for this year. But would Wolf Van have Pelt? the power that he appears to be accruing now if you brought in somebody else from the outside who had attachments to other parts no, of the league? he probably wouldn't be here. He's probably here because he was already under contract, and Grow's probably here because he was already under contract. They don't want to pay somebody new. And so this is what I'm saying. Oh, well, Gerard Mayo doesn't really have extensive uh, contacts or an extensive Rolodex throughout the NFL. So he's got to lean on Elliot Wolf. Why? This is why we wanted a GM search. This is why we didn't want to just hand the job to Mayo because these guys don't know anybody. And the guys they know, I don't particularly like the Green Bay tree, the McCarthy tree, the Cleveland Browns. I don't particularly like it. Never mind Mayo, who knows nobody outside of New England. Played in New England, coached in New England. Great. He knows a few people at Optum. Otherwise, he doesn't know anything outside of this building. So I don't like it. I don't. And I agree with Giardi, who says ownership deemed Belichick to be the team's biggest problem. And those around him from the front office are remaining in place with Wolf and Grow in different roles. It does feel like a scapegoating of Bill, which is fine. Bill needed to go. I'm not crying tears for Bill. I just think they had more problems than that. And I didn't feel like the rest of the building was in great shape. I wanted like a full-on cleaning out. I said I didn't want players back. I didn't want front office people back. I didn't want coaches back. And way too many of them are still here, Arkan. Yeah, and I think the big problem here is that they were so gung-ho about not firing Bill in season that they didn't really leave themselves any time to do such a big overhaul. And when you have someone who's in charge of everything like Bill was, you have to overhaul everything. You can't just you know leave things in, in place. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck in a position like this. Now, one thing that I think people are realizing that they should have realized a while ago with all this uh, time with Bill and pretty much every other team in the league is that no matter who you bring in, they're going to hire their friends. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's how it is in that's the NFL, fine. and that's how it's going to go. It depends who your friends are, and it depends who you worked with, and what you know pool you're going to be uh, drawing out of here. And I think we all see with Wolf that it's just all Packers. Uh, anybody who was ever there with the Packers, anybody who you know happened to cross paths, some people who also cl- uh, cross p- paths in Cleveland, but mostly who? it's just all Green Bay from that era where they did win one Super Bowl. Out of all of the calls we got, who said, "Man, you know what team I want to be? The Packers from ten years ago." <laughs> 
who said, boy, I really love the Browns in 2018 and 2019. So you ready for this? Here are more hires they made today or reported hires. I don't know how many of these are official yet. Uh, the Patriots are targeting T.C. McCartney as their next quarterback's coach. This one I actually kind of like. He worked for Shanahan. Arkan, he was in Colorado. He was in Boulder. That's right. So you must like that. Mm-hmm. But it's another guy who was in Cleveland with Alex Van Pelt <laughs> and the Browns, the Peltsbury Doughboy, and the Browns didn't retain him. They didn't want to keep him. Okay? Uh, we already mentioned Alonzo Highsmith, who was at the University of Miami, but formerly was in Green Bay and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So he's here. Uh, this is a different one, potentially. Bobby Brown is another guy they're bringing in. I heard you mention this in Trending Arcand. Yes. But he might be a Casario guy, and I think he was here previously, right? Wasn't he, he was, in New England yeah. before? He was here as, like, uh, administrative. Okay. Uh, so he might not be an... He might not be an Elliot Wolf guy. I do, you know. Yeah, this could be fun. I like me some Bobby Brown. Oh, different, different Bobby. I, it's not an Elliot Wolf guy. This is just another guy with Patriots connections. And then here's your other Cleveland guy. Scott Peters is going to be the O-line coach because they struck out on the first O-line coach they wanted. Uh, Dickinson, who's getting the job in Seattle. That's the guy they wanted, but they struck out just like they struck out on offensive coordinator. So Adrian Clem didn't want to come. And back. they struck out on special teams. No, 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 no. And they're already paying Adrian Clem, so they got to just find whoever they can find. Scott Peters, who worked in Cleveland. I think as, Dickerson's going to Cleveland. As an assistant offensive line coach. I'm sorry, he came yeah. from Seattle. You're right. He is going to Cleveland instead of keeping this guy and picking him up. Uh, if you're interested, he also has an extensive MMA background and won two Brazilian Jiu Jitsu World Championships. Oh, no! In submission grappling. I'm in. Which cue kiss from a rose. Joe Missoula just went from twelve <laughs> to midnight, uh, six to midnight rather. Uh, maybe went to twelve and stayed at midnight. Uh, with the way this hiring has gone, so this is who they're bringing you in. Saying he spun it in a circle. It went all the way around <laughs> and right back up. It oh, helicoptered Drake. right around. And so meat spin. I don't like any of this. I don't like any of it. And it's interesting that we're getting all this news here today. Arkin, did you say Drake? Yes. That's horrible. <laughs> I didn't know why he was trending to, on Twitter yesterday. Are we, are we sure I, that's Drake? I'm very sad that I looked at it. Are we sure that. that's Drake? I didn't actually see it. <laughs> I just heard about it. I uh. I was like, why are people talking about Drake trending? And I should know better than that. But my curiosity got the best of me. And that's seared into my brain now. I mean, I don't know if it's actually Drake, but good for him. Uh, 617-779-7937. To get back into our topic here today, and you can weigh in on all the front office decisions now that it sounds somewhat official that it's going to be Elliot Wolf running the show, which really means ownership, I think, is going to be running the show and pulling the puppet strings with Elliot Wolf, who's never been a GM before, taking on some type of increased role. Uh, You can jump in on that. 617-779-7937. We've been asking who you're rooting for in the Super Bowl, and it should be about more than just... You're worried about Mahomes catching Brady. But if that's a factor, that's a factor. I know a lot of you are voting that way. Uh, In fact, at last check, it was like 85% are pulling for the Niners in this Super Bowl. Let me update those numbers for you. Based on the voting we've gotten at Jones and Mego, I see 83%. So it's dropped a little bit. 83% pulling for the Niners. uh, 17% pulling for the Chiefs. Mego and I uh, want the Chiefs for team-building purposes. It's the same reason our kid is rooting for the Niners. Let me hear from Greg Bedard on his podcast about the way the Patriots need to start thinking about building this team in New England. I'm not all that worked up about the X's and O's. To me, it's about the Jake and Joes. And we know the Patriots have a talent deficit. I mean, the 49ers, yeah, their scheme's really good. But they also have, you know, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. You know, we're talking about guys who are at the top of 
their position groups in the NFL. And when you do that, when you have talent like that, you're going to be a good offense. And, you you know, you marry scheme with the talent. The talent's more important. These guys are going to be professional. These guys are going to get the unit on the same page. They're going to be productive. Now it's on the Patriots to go find the players. Okay. How long will that take? Like, if you need a Niners-type roster to just drop in any quarterback, how long does that realistically take to build that up? Four years, maybe, to I mean, start? This might be where Tom Curran gets his four years number. I think it is because he said something similar to us like several weeks oh, ago yeah. when when we had just dipped our tone in this conversation and he was talking about rebuilds and he was saying, well, yeah, it's going to be like a four or five year process like, when you're trying to build something that can support a proper quarterback. How well, long does Lynch that take? had the Niners in the Super Bowl in two years. Okay. He got there in 2017 and they were in the Super Bowl in 2019. So, I mean, that wasn't the four year rebuild. So, you no, know, he was able to take him. There I understand. Quickly. But, like, you know, by your logic, what did they already have in place by the time he got there? Like, they had a lot in place. So, how long were the Niners building for? A long ass time. So, to get the Niners roster. They fired their GM. But yeah. How long until the Patriots have the Niners roster? Like, I think that's the way longer rebuild. Like, that, this is why I want the quarterback. I think people are so worried about the quarterback and they're like, well, what if you whiff? You're going to be in purgatory forever. If you want to build a roster like the Niners or you want to build one of these stacked rosters where they're teams that just have everything and, you know, you look at uh, who's another deep and talented roster like Philly or somebody like that. How long does that take? That takes a long time to get all those pieces in place and then drop in the quarterback. I'm trying to turbocharge it, which is why I'm rooting for Mahomes because I, I don't want them getting any second thoughts and I don't want people like Arkan pounding their chest about, oh, well, the Niners just won with Brock Purdy. I guess you don't need the quarterback. Unfortunately, I mostly feel that way too. I also just don't know that even when you have all the pieces in place that you can do more than get to the Super Bowl. I mean, I know, I know there's going to be plenty of cases that you can point out, okay, like the Eagles Super Bowl, but those things feel more like a fluky thing than what Kansas City is doing. And I'm not saying that you, oh, yeah, just go out and get Patrick Mahomes. Just get the next Tom Brady. Like, it, of course, if anybody could have the foresight to see exactly who that is, they would do it. But I think even when you have all the pieces in place, when you're going up against a great quarterback, and if you don't have a great quarterback on your side, it doesn't really have longevity. Like we we haven't. When's the last time that you saw a team rip off two Super Bowls without a great quarterback? Two Super Bowls? I mean, I, has it happened? I mean, That's I, what I'm I mean, saying. going back to like the '80s, like you know, uh, you basically have you basically no, have I mean, to go think, back to the Washington team. Yeah, right. Unless I'm wrong. If there's Eli a different Manning example. Great. Maybe, you, that's an interesting maybe argument. Maybe Eli is the first pick in the draft, though. I mean, so, the I mean, Rams yeah, made it to two Super Bowls with no, no, no. two, like, average no, to just above average. That, that's what, exactly what I said, though. You might get to the Super Bowl. Like, you probably will get to the Super Bowl. Look, the Niners are getting to the Super Bowl again. They have a rematch against the Chiefs. All of us sitting on this radio show, maybe you think we're idiots. You probably do. But, like, we all think that the Chiefs are going to win. Lynch was the third year, by the way, just FYI, not to split words, but right, he was hired in January of 2017. They went six and ten, four and twelve, and then thirteen and three. Yeah, and they so made his the first Bowl. season. Oh well, yeah, okay, so then his first season was 2017. Yeah, All so right, it took so it, it took him three year. years. Okay, year. fine. So split the difference between two and four. It took him three years. I'm not signing up for that. It should not take. I don't want the Patriots. And they were to bad go. before that, by the way. Yo, they were yeah. terrible. They, I mean, they hadn't made the playoffs in years before Lynch and Shanahan got there. And so I don't need a six and ten year and a four and twelve year before they can go to thirteen and three and just make a Super Bowl. They didn't win it. They still haven't won one, which is a whole nother piece with the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, who you've intersected with in the past. Uh, you can jump in on all of it. Who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? 617-779-7937. Our buddy David in the car wants to yell at Mego, it looks like. Go ahead, David. Oh, no, I will not yell at Mego. She's my favorite. 
But I, I do think it's crazy that you guys, you and her, and Meg, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I love you. I think you're great on the show. But the fact that you guys are rooting for the Chiefs, and this is why I'm rooting for the 49ers. I'm rooting for the Niners, dude. When Brady – yeah, I know you are. I can't. Yeah. So when, when Brady won three Super Bowls back in the, in, the, in the beginning of 2000, he wasn't a great quarterback. They had a, a solid team, and that's what the Niners are. They have a great team. They have a real good team, and you have a quarterback that's not getting enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. I mean, I was going to let David finish, but okay, Arkan, what's the news? Here is your uh, breaking news from Woj. The Memphis Grizzlies are trading forward center Xavier Tillman to the Boston Celtics for two second-round picks. Celtics are sending a 2027 second via Atlanta and a 2030 second via Dallas to the Grizzlies. Boston gets Tillman, a young, say, versatile front court player. Did you player. say 2030? Yes. <laughs> second round a, pick in 2030. That's not a real year. It's a real year. <laughs> a 2030 second round pick? Like, I'm fine with this. Like, I don't know if I'm, I, like, Ryan is legitimately jazzed up back there. I don't know that I'm like. I've never seen him hit the move. breaking news sounder faster. I mean, he hates he that. hates playing the breaking news sounder. Yeah. Ryan's cutting off callers I, I, for I, the breaking sorry, news sounder. David, you know, I'm sure you were saying something really great, but this is important. I mean, you know, I mean, it was like 50-50. He was going to be ready with his phone anyway. So look, I'm fine is with he it. he on your bat like fantasy fantasy okay. NBA no, no, team so or he, something? No, look, like, what's going on? Look, the guy play fantasy basketball. This is a good ad. Can somebody look up his contract? How long is he under contract for? I don't think he's just a rental, but I could be wrong about that. This is a good move. This is a depth front court player. I was thinking more big, you know, I was thinking more like 6'10", 7 feet, like more of a post player, which Tillman, I don't believe he is. is. Seven. Say it again. He is a rental. Yeah, he's, he's a, a rental. He's a free agent. So, year. okay, so he's so he's not under contract, so my mistake there, but he's more, again, he's a versatile wing piece. He's somebody who has not shot at a great percentage. I thought he would have shot at a better clip than this, but he's somebody who can step out and shoot a little bit. I mean, my, my recollection of him from college, and, you know, I'm not following the Grizzlies night in and night out. My recollection they haven't been good. No, my recollection is that, you know, he's not just a pure post player. I was looking for more of a post player, but whatever. It costs you nothing. A 20-30 second round pick, and they're upgrading their bench at an area of need. I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it. He also has a knee injury. He hasn't played in four games. Okay, but so what? Just saying. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be honest with both of you. I have never seen this person before in my life. If Xavier Tillman walked in here and started hosting the show with us right now, I would not know who he was. Look, this I do is, not know this person. I... I, I I'm guessing they used the Grant Williams trade exception, right? Did they use the smaller trade exception? What does he even make for money? Like, they they gave up two second-round picks, including one in 2030. I'm okay with upgrading the bench. Mego's the one who thought the roster was perfect. So I'm okay with adding to their bench. And if you're shorthanded, or maybe this guy plays over Luke Cornett, or maybe this guy gives you some minutes in case Porzingis gets hurt, I'm fine. This is a good move. Without anything confirmed so far, I would assume this is the smaller of the two exceptions because what does he he's, make? he's making under $2 million. Yeah, okay, under so, two million. Okay, good. So then you still have the Grant Williams trade exception. This is a good move. Good. Good. So maybe this is the first of two moves. They should be upgrading their bench. They should be making moves like this. Why are you making a yeah, face over there? because I don't really I, – I, this isn't the place of need for them if you're going to talk about place of need on the roster. You I, like, you said it. I, I thought that they would make a more – they'd be looking at the big. 
Well, he is a big. He is. He I mean, plays he's center. I just he's not. Yeah, he's just not uh, not what I would call a traditional post yeah. player, which is more what I was that's, thinking that's, of. But that's what I mean. But he's a bowl bowl a... running around out there. You could probably get him. <laughs> he's for a this big wing. Deal. He's like a yeah. big six seven two fifty. I mean, he's a he's big like guy. A but yeah, he's not. Guy. He's not super tall. No, but I, I, I mean, listen, I'm okay. I, listen, I don't know much about him, but I was hoping they would get someone who could sub in for Tatum and Brown. Like that's what I was looking for. Was sort of a wing. That's not what this is. It's not really what he is. I bet Scal likes this move. Us league pass guys like you and me and Jones, Scal. I I think we all. Like this I, move. I think no matter what they did, Scott was going to like it. But we'll talk to him at 4.30. We'll get your thoughts on this. 617-779-7937. What does this even mean? Jacob just dropped this in. Intern Jacob. Xavier Tillman ranks 99th percentile in D-E, lowercase d, capital E-P-M. What is that? What is that? I bet it stands for something gross. Defensive efficiency something? I don't even know what that is. We're part of the DEPM community. Lowercase D. <laughs> Lowercase D. Unlike, unlike Drake. Uh, we'll get to your phone call, 617-779. That is a capital D. 793. I thought you didn't see it, Orkin. Uh, we'll get to all your, fe- we'll get to all your feedback. And the Red Sox have not one but two Netflix documentaries coming out. You excited, Red Sox fans?